Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 738. My name is Scott Volker, and I'm here to help you build a future-proof business and create your ultimate freedom. But there's always a but. It's up to you to take this information from the show and take action and become the amazing seller of your life. So if you're ready, let's do this. All right, guys, I'm excited because, well, I'm doing another live coaching call here, or at least a recording of a live coaching call that I did with Todd Welch, who also was a brand accelerator attendee. And uh, him and I got talking, and I said, you know, uh, I've been getting a lot of great feedback from all of you guys, all of our listeners on this show. And whenever I do a strategy call, coaching call, whatever you want to call it, people are getting a ton of value. So I want to do more of these. So Todd raised his hand and said, I would love to come on and actually have one of those free coaching calls. It would be amazing. And so that's what we're going to do today. And you're going to notice in this in this session, we're really talking about his focus and where he should focus on growing his business over the next 12 months. Now, like a lot of us, he's got a few different projects going on, and you're going to hear about all of them, and then you're going to hear how we uncover what he should start working on right now and moving forward in the next 12 months. I think you're going to take a lot of what we discuss here and probably apply it to your business, whether you're there now or you're going to be there in the future. And this also brings up my book. I wrote a book called The Take Action Effect. And the reason why I wrote that book was because every single thing that I've went through in building businesses it always comes down to these things that we're going to discuss in today's coaching call. It comes down to those core pillars, and uh, if you haven't grabbed a copy, by the way, you, you might want to do that. Great book, getting really good reviews, a lot of people saying it's a game changer, hashtag game changer, so if uh, you haven't grabbed a copy, you can head over to Amazon and grab one over there, either a, a paperback, a hardcover, or even just the Kindle version, and you can just go to takeactioneffect.com. I'd love for you to get your your hands on it. And then I would love for you to tell me what you think and how it's really changed your perspective, but then also what it's going to do for you and your business moving forward. All right. So definitely let me know on that. Oh, I should probably also mention if you are interested in having me do a coaching call with you, just like this one right here, all you have to do to apply is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And you can either ask a question there, which I can answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, or you can just state that you want to do a coaching call on the podcast and tell me a little bit about your business and where you're headed and what you need help on. And then from there, we can decide if it's a good fit for the show. So again, theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can apply totally free over there. And the last thing I want to say here before we jump into this recording of Todd and myself, I wanted to give a little shout out to all my iTunes peeps out there that are listening and then also leaving reviews. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for the reviews that you're posting. And if you haven't written a review yet, if you could do that for me, it helps us let iTunes know that our show is worth listening to. And from there, they'll give it a little bit more love and we'll reach more people and change more lives. So I just want to say thank you guys so much. And the one shout out I want to give here is to Cycler11. And the subject line here was changed my life, five stars. And I'm just going to read this real quick and give them a little shout out. This podcast changed my life. It was a gateway for me into the world of online entrepreneurship and what a journey it's been. Thanks, Scott for all the knowledge. I don't sell on Amazon anymore, but I have the skills to, and if my biz ventures turn into digital pro or physical products, again, I'll know just how to do it and where to ask questions. So what I love about this review also is it got them introduced into this entrepreneurship journey, but now they've pivoted a little bit and that's okay. All right. Just like this podcast has pivoted uh, for me. All right. So again, thank you guys so much. And thank you, Cycler11. I think that you're probably a, uh, a cycler. 
just by the the way that your your name is is uh, is on that review. Anyway, all right, guys. So uh, let's get to it. Let's go ahead and listen in on this this conversation, this coaching call that I did with Todd Welch. Oh, and I should probably remind you if you want to grab the show notes, which I'm pretty sure you're going to want to, because anytime I do these coaching calls, people always want those those notes and they also want the transcript. So you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash seven thirty eight. You can find all the details out over there and uh, you can grab those show notes. All right. So let's get to it. Well, hey, Todd, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and doing this coaching call with me today, man. How you doing? Yeah, for sure, Scott. I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a, a great morning, great uh, last week or two here since the event and uh, really trying to kick it into high gear here. Yeah, you were uh, you were at Brand Accelerator Live and uh, you heard when I was there and I wasn't kidding. Like, I wasn't sure if we were going to do another one because I'm like, this is it's been a, a long process, a long journey. But once I got there and I seen what we created and the people and just people like you that were just engaging and getting so much value, it made me say we got to do this again. So, yeah, may, maybe you could talk about that real quick. What, what was that? What was the event like for you? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it was overall really awesome. Um, I, I went, the primary driver for me going was really the networking Mm -hmm. and you guys provided an awesome opportunity for that to get together with like-minded people and, and people that, uh, it, it was just, it, it, you could walk up to just about anybody and it almost seemed like you were already friends, even though you'd never Mm. met them just because we're, we're all in similar mindsets and stuff like that. And of course the, the content was awesome as well. I got you know book full of notes and things <laughs> like that to do and really just the, the networking and the motivation mm-hmm. to keep moving forward uh, were the big things for me. So I really enjoyed it. Quite well, a lot. yeah. And you, you had just told me before we got on here that, um, you know, from the event, you guys made a, a little, a little mastermind, you know, you guys there at the event. And so h- how did that all happen? So if someone's listening right now and they do attend an event, whether it's ours or someone else's, how did, how did that come about? Yeah, for sure. So I kind of went into it with the goal of networking. And one of my goals also was to start a mastermind, which okay. I've wanted to yeah. have for quite a while. Um, so I took that opportunity. I talked to a ton of people um, and started asking people at the event, hey, would you want to be in a mastermind and got uh, five, six people. And then those people brought a few more people. So we've got nine people in the mastermind. Nice. Um, we had our first meeting uh, last night, and what's really nice, since we all met at the conference and we all kind of feel like one big family, yeah. all the trust is like already there, even though we mm-hmm. don't, uh, some of us don't necessarily know each other personally, we might not have met, sure. um, but you know, we're all really willing to share our, our products and our niches and things mm-hmm. like that so we can really dive in. Um, we had a couple deep dives yesterday with two of the members and really dove into some of their problems and yeah, it was a lot of fun, uh, really motivating and helping. And we've got a Facebook group as well. So nice. we can help each other after the calls. So yeah, That's it's great. been great. Yeah. I love that. And I think you, you heard the story. I met Chris, um, in a Facebook group and then from there, I kind of picked him out as someone that I'd like to network with and kind of meet on a regular basis. So then I reached out to him and a few other people, and then we formed our own little mastermind. I think we had like six people at the time, and that's how I met Chris. And uh, here we are, you know, like incredible. So it's really cool. For sure. Yeah, highly really recommend cool. it just for keeping yourself accountable. You know, yeah. I think the really key helps. is though too, and I think are, are you the one that's kind of organizing it? Are you kind of the one that's kind of leading the charge there a little bit? Yeah, I've kind of fell into that place. I always seem to find myself falling into that role. So. But I think you need someone in the group that's like that. And um, and that is helpful because then it keeps everyone on task. It also keeps the, the group moving and stuff. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And I could totally see you, you know, filling that role pretty well. So uh, kudos to you, man. That's that's awesome. I'm so glad that you guys have like these lifelong connections now just from attending Brand Accelerated Live. So it's amazing. Cool. So, all right. So I invited you on today because... 
uh, you know, you and I have been talking a little bit privately and you've been asking some questions about, you know, like what, you know, what areas of, of your business, where you should go next, like just things that we kind of get tangled up in our own head. And I fall into the same trap all the time. So what I've been doing, I, I've actually done uh, a few of these now is where I'll do a coaching call, which I don't do one-on-one coaching currently right now. The only thing I do is my inner circle calls, which is more private, or I'll do at the lake house. I'm going to do some small little intimate group settings there. Um, but I don't really do these, but I decided, you know what, let me do some of these on the podcast. It'll really allow people to kind of listen in on this conversation that you and I wouldn't just normally have, and then we'll see where it goes. And the, the, the feedback has been awesome. So with that all being said, why don't we get into it? Why don't we kind of get started? Like maybe give a little bit of a background as like, as far as like, who are you? Where'd you come from? As far as like, how'd you get involved in this business? Let's get through that. And then let's dig right in. Like, what do you need help with today? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, looking back, my journey kind of started way back when I was like 14 years old when I got into creating websites and I created a little website for teenagers with chats and newsletters nice. and stuff. And I ended up making a few hundred bucks a month uh, on that, but that was way right. back when uh, the internet was just really starting to boom and that kind of went by the wayside. Um, but that took me into computers and I really got into computers and mm -hmm. programming, networking and all that stuff. Um, started my own computer repair business and ran that for 10 years uh, with a, a partner. Um, sold that to one of my employees. Um, didn't make a ton, you know, sold it for like 25000 So I basically got paid for having a job. Right. Um, was what that was. Um, but I knew it wasn't going to take me where I wanted to go. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's a more passive quote, passive income sure, sure. Um, kind of things and to the higher level. So got out of that. And that's about the, before that, actually, before I sold, I kind of found, uh, Pat Flynn mm -hmm. and Pat Flynn led me over to your podcast. And I really got into, um, the e-commerce selling on Amazon and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, now building a brand. Um, so I started out uh, with private label. Mm -hmm. uh, my first product, which was, uh, let's see, I had a camping pillow and then uh, also a wacky rig tool, which is in bass fishing. <laughs> yes, about. yes, yes. Um, neither of those I was able to differentiate enough. Okay. Uh, and they were very relatively low price. So mm -hmm. I pretty much got priced out of that market by the Chinese sellers and okay. stuff. So they never really took off. So two failures, I guess you could call them. But of course, I learned from them. Um, and then I got to get into the wholesale side mm -hmm. of Amazon. Okay. And that worked out quite well for me. Okay. Um, had some mishaps with that, uh, with some uh, um, Amazon loans and some bad buys and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so another, uh, small failure there, but it's been overall successful. I got a good stable of wholesale products that are selling well, mm -hmm. and that side of the business is going well. Um, but my passion is really more in the private label building my brand. So I'm, I've gone back into that with my new brand, uh, which is, uh, called high altitude brands is the name of that, mm -hmm. uh, business. And so I have a, a new fishing rod with that. And that is selling well about five, between five to 10 units per day now. Mm -hmm. And so looking to build that brand up and keep pushing that uh, higher up the level. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, also I'm doing the wholesale side of things as well. So okay. that's kind of where I'm at trying to build that. And then, of course, I, I also have tried to do some coaching and stuff and helping other people similar to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I like doing all those things. Um, mm -hmm. So typical entrepreneur, I'm all over the place yeah, trying yeah. to do lots of different things. And so that's one of the problems that I run into is focus uh, and uh, focusing on one thing at a time, of course. Yeah, we all fall into that trap. Um, I'm going to be writing some notes here. So if I'm looking down, I'm actually going to be writing my own notes here because I have some questions. Um, sure. So you currently right now, you have a wholesale type of business that now is that a separate entity than the fishing business? Um, so it's a separate Amazon account. Mm -hmm. And I talked with uh, quiet light brokerage and okay. they said I should uh, immediately separate out those businesses. Right. So I actually registered to high altitude brands as a separate business uh, okay. last week. Okay. 
so I'll be separating the books and everything on that because uh, after I talked with them, um, my one of my thoughts is uh, you know to push the wholesale business higher and then sell that side of the business mm. to focus on the brand because that's just I, I get more excited working on that. Okay, let me ask you this too, because I mean, Quiet Light was great um, there. They were so accessible. I think they had five or six guys there too, which so that was great because everyone had their time. Um, what was there? I haven't really talked to Joe about wholesale uh, side of things. So, is there a demand there for wholesale businesses? I guess is the question. Yeah, I don't think the multiple is as high as a brand a private label business, okay. but they said it was about two and a half okay. times a year's earnings. Okay. So, okay. All right. What's your, too bad. What, what's your goal there? What, what do you want to get that up to before you would actually be willing to sell? I'd like to get it up to um, about a million in sales, one to two million in sales. Um, okay. And that would be bottom line profit of around maybe 18%. Okay. That. Um, and so if I got it up to a million, I'd be able to sell it for around four to 500,000. If I got it to 2 million, I'd be able to sell it for around that 900,000 to a million mark. What kind of work is it going to take to get it to that point to, to, to the, let, let's say to the million point, what's the, what's the amount of work? Sure. So I actually had it to selling about 90,000 per month was okay. my peak uh, nice. last year. Okay. Um, not all of those products were fantastic winners and I had to weed a lot of stuff out and that's where I kind of got in the problem because I was focusing on just selling more mm -hmm. than my bottom line profit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I fixed that problem. Um, I think I can pretty quickly get it to that uh, million in total sales mark. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely doable in here in the next uh, six months to a year. Okay. And maybe work with Quiet Light to uh, work on selling that. Okay. Okay. So from what I'm gathering, then you want to get that up to where you're netting um, right around 200,000-ish in order to get exactly. to that point. Okay. So, and the reason why I'm asking that question is because we haven't even, we haven't even dove into like your other, like your brand, right. That you want to build, which is going to require time. So how much time is it going to take to build out the wholesale business? Or are you already diversifying outside of doing that with having VAs and, and kind of having some help with that? Yep. Yeah. So I have some VAs on that. Uh, one VA is working on all the administrative tasks. Mm -hmm. So that's for both businesses okay. um, on Amazon. And then uh, she's helping with social media and stuff like that. And then I have another who is working on finding and opening new wholesale accounts and helping me finding good products to sell. Okay. Um, so that I can continue doing without a ton of time, you know, maybe five to 10 hours a week. Okay. Um, to keep building that side of it. Okay. All right. So I'm just writing down 10 hours. I'm, I'm going to go heavy on that. I'm going to say 10 hours a week um, for wholesale, right? Yep. So, okay. So that's good. Okay. Now let's switch gears. Let's go into, because I hear there's three different things here. There's wholesale, there's a private label business that you want to grow into a brand and there's potential consulting, right? Yep. Consulting coaching. Okay. So that's 10 weeks. We got dedicated right there um, to that. And I think that's fair. I think that some weeks could be less, some weeks could be more, but let's just say 10 week or uh, 10 hours a week um, yeah. is about what you're, you're using there. So let's talk about the private label brand now. Now, with that being said, in the private label brand, how new is that brand and what is involved in the brand right now? Like, what are your assets? What, what's it look like right now? Sure. So the brand uh, was started last year. Um, but I had some issues with my supplier in, uh, when I made a new order after I sold out of the original order, okay. not communicating back with me. Um, so I actually had to switch to a new supplier. So I was out of stock for like six months after the holidays, okay. um, got back in stock, uh, end of July, uh, beginning of August here. And so it's starting to sell well, uh, the brand has some traction. Um, I've got an email list of about uh, 5,500 people. I've got a Facebook page of about 4,500 people. Um, YouTube channel of, uh, I believe, about 1,500 subscribers on there. Instagram is like 1,500 likes. Um, so the brand is building. I've got a lot of good uh, you know, two-way communication with the people. Okay. Um, posting a lot of like fishing memes and articles and things like that, kind of being doing the reporter route. Yep. Yep. And also mixing in my uh, brand in there as well. 
Um, one of my new products that I'm looking to launch is a, a fishing reel, which I'll combine with my fishing rod because right now I'm buying Abu Garcia equipment and packaging with it, mm-hmm. but I can make my own fishing reel, make it higher quality, buy it for less and be able to uh, pass that on to the customers. And so I'm trying to include uh, the people in creation of that product to mm-hmm. kind of make it their own. So mm-hmm. I've already got people asking me like when that. that's coming out, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so the community is going good. I've gotten that building and okay. uh, just going from there. Okay. Talk to me about the, the your home base, your, your website blog area. Like talk to me about what that looks like right now. And if you, if you have any traffic, um, how are you, how, you know, what are you doing on a regular basis to, to get assets built on that? Yeah, for sure. So I make a lot of YouTube videos myself okay. um, in uh, the fishing niche, uh, me going out fishing, reviewing products and things like that. Um, and when I make those videos, I transcribe them. I put them on the website. Um, I've done some uh, articles in the past as well. So mm-hmm. I have, I have, that's one of my things that I wanted to ask you about. I yeah. have right now two websites. Okay. Um, originally I had them under two different brands, the high altitude brands.com is mm-hmm. my business website. And then the bank country is like the blog site. Okay. Um, I've since merged, not the websites, but I use the same logo on both Okay. So that I'm representing the brand uh, all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm debating whether I should merge those two websites into one so that it's just highaltitudebrands.com for the blog and the business, uh, drawing them in there. Um, you know, I'm getting about 20 to 50 hits per day on the blog site. Okay. 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 Now, so let me just understand this correctly. So you have two different websites mm-hmm. and there's two different domain names, two different hosting, all of that, right? Correct. So the one purpose of the one is for sales? Yeah. So one is the business website has the... So it's an e-commerce you know, shopping cart. Is that built uh, on Shopify or... Links to Amazon right now. It's okay. built on WordPress and okay. then I'm going to do WooCommerce okay. uh, eventually. I start selling on there, but right now everything links to Amazon. So what was the, what was the reasoning in having those two be separate? Yeah, I'm trying to think what it was. Um, and to be honest, I'm not sure. I think if I remember right, I think I made the blog first to start building the content. And then I made the brand after. Uh, so I got the brand website up and running. I think I would probably, um, I would probably add the store component to the blog. Okay. And the reason is, is because if you do it the other way, you're going to lose some of the search traffic that you're already getting. Right. So you're going to, so to me, you don't really have a full fledged, like e-commerce store shopping cart. You're really just pointing links over to your, so you're not going to lose anything there for categories and like all of that stuff. So to me, it would be an easier fix to just move that stuff over, have, have a tab up in the menu that says, you know, store, you know, or shopping or whatever. And then from there inside of your post, you can always link internally. So then I think you're going to get, I think you'll get better, um, you know, better, um, click throughs by having it internally. And you're going to get some credit from Google to have internal links. Um, so I personally think that your blog slash website should mm-hmm. be all, all in one. Um, okay. and then those 20 to 50 visits, those are now closer, even though you can still link, like you've probably made links in your blog over to another thing. But remember when they're going over to another place, it's also, needs to load something new, right? It's like, it needs to load another, I, you know, not an IP, but a, um, you know, another website address, you know, hosting, you know, whatever. So it is going to slow things a little bit and it's sometimes it goes up and it, you know, switches you over to a whole nother platform. So it slows things down. So I would like to see everything internally. Um, and I guess my next question is, is like how many articles are on the website right now? Uh, that is a good question. And how uh, frequently are you posting right now? I try to post uh, every week. Okay. So you, uh, that's, okay, you try to post, but are you posting? That's the real question. Pretty much, pretty <laughs> okay. Much. Okay. Now, okay. Now I am. Okay. Uh, 
wasn't always in the past, okay. but nowadays I am. I think it needs to be mandatory that you do one a week. For um, sure. And is it one video per week? Right now I'm doing video. Video is kind of where I shine. I'm not, uh, I don't get excited about writing <laughs> so, on blog posts. So. so here's the thought. Do the one, I think the video aspect of it is really cool because you're, you're then creating that asset, you're putting it on YouTube, then you're embedding that video. You are embedding that video on your blog as well. Correct. Okay. So you're embedding that over there and inside of the blog post, you're having that transcribed. Are you also having it edited? So that way there, it sounds more like you're writing it versus it just being a straight transcript. Um, right now I'm just transcribing it because it's easy to do with mm -hmm. Rev. Um, but I talked with, um, uh, hopefully I don't butcher her name, but Brannan, Brannan. Oh yeah. Brannan. Yeah. Brannan. Um, and she is going to set me up with someone who can uh, take that mm. transcript and turn it into a blog post. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I don't mind the transcript, but the transcript is not going to be, um, as friendly with Google because Google knows that it's a transcript in a sense because okay. it doesn't sound 100% like it's writing. Um, so I think that's definitely like worth the effort and worth the expense to do that because remember, kind of like Alex said, you should be, and, and so did Tony, you should be amplifying this content. Like you, you, you need to find other ways to distribute it, but also polish it a little bit, right? So sure. the video starts there. You transcribe. Now, are you taking the transcript also and putting it within YouTube? I am not. I would do that. Okay. Yeah, that's just another upload it in the back just, end. Yeah, you just load it in the back end. That also will help you a little bit there internally within YouTube. Um, and a lot of this stuff you can outsource. You know, I mean, right now you're just kind of learning the the process and kind of like the system. But once you dial all that in, then we can go ahead and we can hire a VA that can go in. Once the video's up, then everything else happens. Um, I do think, so now inside of that blog post with the video, is there any pictures that's that's coming from the video or any stills? I am not putting anything, but that's a good idea. Pictures. Here's the reason why. Pictures is also another, another searchable asset. So every image that goes in your post, you want to then title that with a keyword. So this way here, when you're searching for Google images, you're going to pop up there as well. Um, okay. so you get that extra benefit from that. And it just for SEO purposes, are you using the Yoast plugin? Um, I don't know if it's Yoast. I'm using something, um, okay. all, all SEO or something like that. Okay similar. It's probably similar. Yoast is really good because it gives you that checklist and then everything needs to be green. And then when it's green, you're good to go, or it'll show you flags. So if your plugin does that, just definitely make sure it's green at the very end. Um, okay. Right. the other, the other little nugget here would be every and it'll tell you to do this in Yoast, every single blog post that you put up there, you should be putting a link externally from your website to another authority website. So okay. if there's like pro, you know, pro shops or whatever the big fishing or even just outdoorsy thing, or there could be an article that's on a big, massive like publication, find that link out to that in every single post somewhere. It doesn't have to be like click here to read this. It could just be you're mentioning um, the, you know, whatever, like uh, fishing in Montana. And then when you highlight that, it could be like things to do in Montana. It could link over okay. there. That will give you another signal for SEO purposes um, for doing that. These are just like little things, but they add up over time. And if you're creating the content, why not leverage, um, you know, this asset that you're building? Why not take it and, you know, give it as much reach as it possibly can have and give Google what they want? Um, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's video. Now, this, the other side of it would be like, I think you should be pumping out three to four articles a week that's just answering questions. Question-based. Okay. Just questions, um, you know, like um, it could even be best, like the, the start with best, like uh, and, it, and it can be product or it could be best live bait to catch bass. Right. And then that question is going to be like, here's the five different types of live bait that you could try to catch bass, blah, 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 blah. And then you elaborate on each one. That's something you can hire out. You don't even need to know that, right? You can just go to iWriter or FreeUp or, you know, any of those places, text broker, and then find a writer. Once you find the writer, they're yours, and then you can just keep having them doing it. You're going to probably be $20 to $30 an article. It's about what you're looking at. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's actually another thing that I talked to. Um, how do you say your name? Brandon. 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 Yeah. About as well. Um, we talked about it at the conference and she's uh, she's going to help me out with that as well. So. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible. Um, we're actually right now um, behind the scenes. I'm kind of doing this this kind of test case study just because I love building things anyway, but we're actually doing this exact thing. Like I want it is to be as little involvement on my end as possible. So the way I'm looking at it is like when you're building out one of these things, you need to have contractors or construction workers is the way I look at it. Right. So I'm building these, these crews that can go out there and build this content for me. And then over time, we're going to be able to get that traffic coming in. That traffic that's coming in is going to be your traffic, but it's also going to be traffic that you can leverage with affiliate offers and, you know, like your products, wholesale, like whatever you want, you can then leverage, add revenue, all of that stuff. So I think to, to ramp up your game a little bit that wouldn't really require much time is to have at least two additional articles that are just question-based, not how-tos, question-based. Um, you know what I mean? And I think that'll get that in, in a routine. So where if you did one video per week and then you did all of the other stuff that you do with that video, that's great. But now let's add two or three more pieces every single week as well. Um, and now we're at like three to four pieces of content per week. And you can see how that can start to add up over time. Um, and it probably would be wise for you to use a tool of some, of some kind. Um, there's a free one out there called Uber suggest that's by Neil Patel. Neil Patel is like the SEO God out there. Um, and, um, so that's a good free one. Um, if you want a paid one, the one that I've always used is Longtail pro, which was by Nance, uh, uh, niche pursuits, Spencer Hawes, um, yep. And, um, yeah, so definitely check that out. And guys, if you're listening to this, not on a video, I will drop all the links in the show notes to all of these things that we're talking about. Cause we're dropping some, we're dropping some, some knowledge and some links all at once here. So, um, so does that help though, right there with what we just kind of covered? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, it's all things that I have done some of in the past and mm -hmm. I've thought about, um, but I do need to take action on them as you would say. Yeah. So. And I would just spend like a lot of people get there. They're kind of like scattered on what to do. Like your first step is to really figure out what are the 10 to 20 articles that, mm -hmm. and, and the content pieces that you're going to write. And then I would put them in a bucket. I'd say, these are all questions, right? These are all just basic questions that need to be answered. They might get 20 searches a month. They might get a hundred searches a month. It doesn't matter because the 20 searches a month, that technically could be a thousand searches a month because yep. there's going to be other ways that people are going to find that long tail. And what we mean by long tail guys is just something that's longer than just one word, right? It's like, you know, how to catch bass in a pond, right? Like that's a longer tail. Um, so I would spend just, you know, an hour or two just looking at the data or at least the keywords that make the most sense for my brand. And yeah. then that way there, you can start to get those assets built. And over time, you're going to, that 20 to 50 searches will double and then it'll triple and then it'll quadruple. Um, so the other question I have for you is, are you also referring any affiliate products right now internally on your blog? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, anything that I talk about in a video that I can link out to Amazon, I use their affiliates. Okay, cool. Link out to that. Cool. Um, so definitely trying to do that. Same with my own products. Okay. Um, so yeah, definitely doing that. And I just looked and I have 33 articles right now. Okay. And That's great. bouncing between uh, about 10 to 40 hits a day. Okay. That's great. And that's with like not really going out there and, and trying hard. I mean, you did, but like, you're not out there doing outreach for backlinks. Like you're not doing any of that stuff. It's just basically you're putting up the content and then it's getting indexed. Now that, you know, that does also, um, make me think that there's probably some articles there that might just be, uh, under optimized that if you optimize those could probably bump them up. So they, you might be getting that traffic from being in position eight or being position 14. But imagine if you just gave it a little bit of love, like maybe doing that outreach link bumps it to where you bump up four positions. And now that same article that's getting 10 is getting 50. Yeah. So, some, sure. so yeah. we got to then look at the data as it's had time. You got to let, you got to let the content to me, it's, it's at least two to four months before you can even gauge how it's doing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to, it's going to flow. It's going to fluctuate. You know what I mean? So, um, it, that, now that doesn't mean that you might not want to go back and go, okay, Scott said that I should make sure that all the green checks are, are checked in Yoast or whatever plugin you're using. Go do that. Like, and if you might be like, oh, there's a red on this, the, the title was too long. Mm-hmm. That that's like a flag for Google. They won't rank it as well. Well, shorten it. Right. So it's like little things like that. They could go a long way. Those are worth correcting right now. But if everything's correct, you know, checked green, and you're getting five views, you know, whatever a day, don't mess with it yet. Like give it some time because it might just be taking some time to get it indexed. Yeah, for sure. You and know? it is Yoast. It is Yoast that I'm using. Oh, great. I, I definitely am guilty of not going through all the CO. Ah, do that. Yeah. Do that. So need to go back there and do I've that. I've got a VA that I, I, that's one rule. It needs to be all green before you leave that post. Okay. Yes. yes that, that has to be all greens. And it's not hard. It'll tell you what to do. It'll tell you exactly what you need to do. That's the cool thing. And the, the Yoast plugin that I'm talking about is the free version too. Um, yep. I think it lets you do up to a certain amount of posts. I actually have upgraded to the, to the um, pro. Um, it's not much, um, but um, it, it allows me to do more um, as far as more articles. So I think it limits you to how many articles that you can actually do. I think that's the, the thing. Um, so the other question is your email list, 5,500 emails. How did you get those 5,500 emails? Let's talk about that. Um, most of that has been through uh, doing the giveaway route, okay. Okay. Um, the giveaways to launch products. Okay. Now, the next question is, um, how responsive is the list and how often are you emailing the list? Sure. So I email them uh, usually at least once a week. Okay. Uh, when they first sign up as well, I've got a whole long email sequence okay. um, that they go through as well, which usually sends two to three emails per day okay. or per week. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and they're relatively responsive, you know, it, depending on the email, it can get between 50, 15 to 40% open Great. rates. Great. Um, and the click through rates, you know, anywhere from uh, 1% to 5%. Great. Um, depending on the, depending on what the email is about. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty responsive. Um, the Facebook group is super responsive. I get lots of likes and comments on posts over there as well. Love it. Okay. And what's the, um, okay. So let's talk about email real quick. So on the email, what are you currently doing rate today to add more subscribers? Um, so a couple of the posts that I made, uh, a while back, Mm -hmm. uh, I have, uh, like some, things that they can grab. Like I have one of the articles is the best trout spinners of all time. Oh, great. And so one thing that they can enter their email address and download is like a shopping list for those Oh, great! um, that they can take a, it prints out a picture and things like that. So they can go to the store and buy it if they didn't want to buy it online. And that's on just that post. That's where they're seeing that. That's just on that post. Uh, I have, uh, using one of the plugins that has like the exit pop up. Mm -hmm. Um, and is it hello bar, it's not hello bar. It is, uh, one of the other ones. I'm forgetting the name right now. Um, Opt-in monster. Uh, no, no, no. There's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, it of doesn't them. matter. Um, but not, a, not enough on the site. I need to add more things. Yeah. Uh, I, more think, I think using hello bar is a good one. Um, if you're not using that, it's, it's, it's cool because you can really, you can interchange your offers really quickly. So it's usually at the top or you can put it on the bottom or you can have it as a slide in widget. Um, it's really cool. Um, and I think for you, I mean, even with, let's say you even have like, let's say it's 50 visits that day, even if you only get four subscribers, right? Like those are four subscribers, right? And I would play with the offer. I would do like do one that's like the ultimate bass fishing checklist to win your next tournament or whatever, right? Then the next one might be like, you know, um, you know, 20 uh, trout spinners of all time or something like play with those for like a week at a time. Or you can do split tests with these too. It'll allow you to do split tests. So then you can say like, just, you know, this visitor comes up, they, they see the trout one. This one comes up, they see the bass one. And you can run that. And maybe after 300 visits, you can make a decision. Oh, this one got so much more. So then you switch it out to that and have more of that. Um, yep. I, I think you could do more of that. Obviously, you don't have as much traffic, but that's okay. Um, we can increase that. Now, are you driving people over to the blog through the emails when you're writing them? Usually, yes. Okay, cool. uh, Either to the blog or occasionally a Facebook post. Perfect. Okay. I like that. 
um, because the Facebook post, they can actually go ahead and share it and all that stuff. Um, now, are you asking them questions and getting a reply back that you can then share that, hey, our community member, John, you know, mailed mm-hmm. this in or a picture or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I was going to bring up because um, I just thought about it. That's another way I'm working on getting emails is so on the Facebook page, um, every two weeks I run a, like a best, um, backcountry fishing photo or okay. best backcountry hiking photo. Yeah. And so I'll get like 50 to a hundred people that submit photos. Great. And then I pick out the top five mm. and they vote on it. And the way they vote on it is they jump over to the website and they have to enter their email address to mm. vote for the best. So that's helped me grow the email list as well and get some emails from Facebook subscribers. And mm. I also usually give away a little prize for that, like uh, some uh, rubber worms or power bait or something like okay. that. To okay. a little bit oh, I like that a lot. That's really good. Now, do you know, take pictures and I try to feature those on Mm. social media from the the people as well. Perfect. I love all that. Yeah, that's sounds like you've got that really dialed in Um, the emails. I definitely would like to see one to two emails per week. We've actually ramped it up to where we're doing three per week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. But we were doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but we wanted one to come out on the weekend um, for this market. It actually works um, good for a weekend. Um, But yeah, I mean, just play around with that. But I mean, again, if people unsubscribe, they unsubscribe. As long as you're giving them value, then you shouldn't care. Um, And your open rates seem above industry standards. I mean, 15% is still even high for industry standard. I think of like 8 to 10%. Um, So you're doing well there. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't change anything. The only thing I would do is I would focus on how to grow that, right? I'd focus on doing, you know, getting that email list, you know, from 5,500 to 10,000. Right. Um, and I think you could do that with your, with your contests. Um, even if you did another one for your reel, right? Like your, your fishing reel, like do it, do it just for that. And then that way there, it's really in line with, Hey, sorry, you didn't win, but we're going to run something here. And I think you'll do really well in fourth quarter with that email list. Um, yeah. One of the things I, I just did a test, I haven't sat down and calculated the results yet, but I ran a giveaway on Facebook, um, $200 budget on ads there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up getting like 880 entrants to nice. the contest. Nice. And then I launched, uh, launched my product yeah. to that only those people who signed up for the giveaway because I want to see what kind of mm. uh, bottom line cost per subscriber it is. Yeah. And that way, you know, even if it's close to break even or even a little bit of loss, then I can just keep doing that over and over to build that email list. Well, and yeah. And that's a, that's a tough one too. Cause I, I bet if you looked at those 5,500 that you grabbed from a, a contest you did four months ago, six months ago, that subscriber, as long as they're still opening and engaging, they're still a, pot- a potential sale or a gift that they're going to buy for someone. Um, I mean, we have people on a list that have been there from day one and they might not have bought, you know, until last month, but it's hard to track that. But for, to your point, if you're spending money on ads, that's when you want to kind of see like, okay, had, did it at least pay for itself? Did, did I get these leads for free in, in a sense? And so what you're doing is smart. Have you gotten the results back from that yet? Or you still got to, um, it's done. Uh, I picked the winner. I just haven't calculated the final bottom line. Gotcha. Um, on Facebook, I think it ended up at about 20 cents, 27 cents per sign up. That's great. Yeah. So, are you, um, are you encouraging them to share, to get more entries? I am. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so I use, uh, a plugin called uh, gleam IO. Yep. Gleam. Yep. Uh, I know it's not your guys's, but uh, I really like that because it it's able to direct people to get entries for signing up for my YouTube channel, liking Facebook, Instagram, things like that. Yeah. So one work. one thing on that, um, and and yes, I I do wish that you used ours, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate I you for use it. Yours as well. But, but uh, uh, here's here's the here's the deal. We do have all those features in there now, so you can share Facebook, you can do YouTube, you can do all that stuff. But here's the deal, and this has become a problem within Gleam that I've heard is because it's such a well-known plugin that there's sites out there that are scraping gleam 
and going out there kind of like they did in the Amazon days where you're just seeing like, okay, they're offering free product and you're getting more tire kickers than you are active people in your market. So, so just be careful of that um, because Gleam is a really well-known tool um, and a lot of people use it. So obviously once something becomes very popular, like anything, you have other groups out there go, oh, we're just going to scrape all the contests coming in and we're just going to go ahead and get multiple entries to try to win. And then we're going to sell the product. So, yeah. yeah, So just be careful. It's, and I'm just kind of busting your, your stones a little bit on the, on the giveaway. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, you could use your guys's plugin on, um, because I have a card in all my products where they can register for the warranty. And Mm -hmm. then on the flip side is to register for a giveaway. Um, so I use your guys' plugin for that because that's just on the website, always collecting emails, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that's awesome though. I think it's great that you're doing the contest. I think, um, I mean, I don't think you should do them all the time, but I think it's good to kind of get a rush of, of new leads. Um, but right. I, then I think once you, um, once you get that traffic up on the website, then, then you'll start to get organic leads. I think right now, I mean, we had it up to one point we we're getting, it was crazy. We, cause we had a lot of traffic. I think we we're getting like 140 new emails a day. Um, right. and I think now we've kind of, it's kind of slowed down to where we're between 40 and 50 emails a day, which is still great. And they're free. Like we're not paying for them. That's just from organic traffic coming to the blog and having a hello bar there. So this way here, people see, you know, the, you know, the 20 step checklist, you know, to catch more bass, like whatever. It's like something very simple and obvious. Um, but yeah, once you get the traffic, that's why I'm so focused on like having people like you concentrate on getting that content, staying consistent and doing it on a regular basis. Um, the other thing yeah. is on the Facebook group, um, are you throwing up there every now and then a lead magnet? Like, hey, go grab, you know, go grab this. Um, no, I have not thrown up the lead magnets there. Um, I usually randomly throw in links to articles on the site and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I've actually uh, started also uploading all my videos to directly to Facebook. Yeah. That's be YouTube because I figure I get more engagement that way mm-hmm. on Facebook. And plus eventually when I hit 10,000 likes, I can even run ads on those exactly. as well. Exactly. Make them there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. I would start to drop in a little bit of a lead magnet though, in your Facebook post every now and then, like maybe, maybe even like every three days and just drop it in there and go, Hey, if you haven't grabbed our, you know, uh, 20, you know, 20, a checklist of 20, uh, spinners, you know, ultimate spinners or something or whatever. Um, I would definitely put something in there because even though you have 4,500 on Facebook and 5,500 on email, there's a, there's a good chance that those 4,500 aren't on your email list. Yep. Right. So why not, you know, and then the same thing with the other one in the emails, you're then also letting people know, Hey, we got a Facebook group. You should come over and hang out. You know, Mm -hmm. John Mm -hmm. just posted his picture. So you kind of like, you're always kind of, kind of moving people back and forth, but that's why you do want to get them on there. The other question is, are you pixeling your web pages right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Everything's pixeled for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, as far as like everything that you have going, the only thing I see is the two websites. I would definitely merge those two and make it more of the content side of things. The email list, I would focus on growing that. I would also probably play with other ways to get, um, the email opt-ins on the website. Um, and then from there, I just keep doubling down, man. Yeah. Like I just keep doubling down on what you're doing. I would obviously do everything we talked about as far as like take your videos and the transcripts, but then make them like article content. And then I would start to do three to four articles a week on just answering question posts, like 1500 to 2000 words is about Mm -hmm. what I would use. And then I would use that Yoast plugin to make sure everything is, is green. And, um, and then just dude, just keep showing up. Like, and I don't, I don't see how this can't grow, you know? The only reason why it wouldn't grow is because you don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm serious. You know, I I had someone else on here. I'm not going to call them out. Um, I'm going to call them out probably privately, but I'm not going to do it here. But you know, we, I did a coaching call like this with someone else and went through everything. And they have the skill set to be writing articles on a regular basis. I think they wrote two articles since our conversation, which was probably two and a half, three months ago. You know what I mean? And so I get people that that come to me and they go, Scott, I I tried this. It doesn't work. And I'm like, all right, well, how many articles do you have? I did 15 articles over the course of a year. I'm like, that's not, that's a little over one 
you know, not even, it's like one and a half, like a month, right? Like we, we have to do more than that. Um, and it's like Google rewards for consistency and, and showing up and then having it optimized properly, but it's common sense too. The more seeds we put out there, the better chance we have a good crop that'll grow. We got some that'll die off, but we have a good chance that there's going to be a good crop as well. So we just got to continually plant those seeds. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's happening one way or another. Like I told you in the email, whether it takes one year, five years or 50 years, I've, uh, you know, I have the entrepreneurial bug, so to speak. Mm. I know what it is to work for yourself, um, and have other people working for you and the benefits of setting your own schedule. So one way or another, it's going to happen. So I'll definitely be taking action on all this stuff. Well, that's good. And we also have, um, we also have, uh, is what we, this is what we said at the event. And I announced that at the VIP, um, luncheon that we had was, uh, we're going to spotlight some people next year. So, um, you know, it's kind of like holding your feet to the fire a little bit too. Like, well, wait a minute here. You just came on air, Todd. And you said that you were going to do this, this, and this. And then in the year from now, we'll be like, Hey, Todd, how'd you do? So, you know, it's that accountability piece, right? And as soon as you said that uh, at the, at the event, I'm like, I'm there. That's, uh, that's one of my goals for sure. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. And it's like one of those motivators, right? It's like, yeah, to be on stage is great, but it's also to, to say like, I did it, man. Like I, I said, I was going to do something. I did it. And now I'm letting everyone else here know that I said I was going to do this and I did it. And you know, I am an action taker. And I think it was fun. It was funny because there was a lot of people there that were like, I totally want that just because I want to say I actually did what I said I was going to do. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, uh, for sure. Um, definitely. And, and, and when I'm on stage, uh, Ooh, I like that. See how you turn I that to, uh, I want to lead a take action, uh, cheer. So, oh yeah. Yeah. We had a bunch <laughs> of those, didn't we? That feels from on stage. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, man, th- this has been great. Is there any other thing uh, that you wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? Yeah, for sure. So one other opportunity um, that I have uh, that just kind of came up. So I'm trying to do a series that I'm going to call Small Batch Fishing, where I interview Mm. uh, local, unique, USA-based tackle companies and talk about their products and their business and how they got started and things like that. I like that. And um, my VA was emailing a bunch of them and one of them got back to me and he didn't want to be on the show, but he's like, you know, I have this product. I don't have time to do anything with it. Uh, Would you want to license it from me and just pay me like a royalty for everyone you sell and you can have the product basically. Um, And it's kind of funny. You'll like this. It's in the kayak fishing market. Of course. (laughs) Beautiful. I've got a vested interest in this. Absolutely. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Because the fishing market is, is really full. I feel of people who are make awesome products, but Mm -hmm. don't really have as much business Mm -hmm. experience or sense on that side of it. So what are your thoughts of, of working with other people, maybe taking their products to market and things like that? I like it. Um, so by you licensing it though, it's still going, it could be licensed as your brand. Yeah. Yep, so, exactly. So it would be under my brand. Um, just I would basically own the product, mm-hmm. just pay him a royalty of like a dollar per unit or whatever we negotiate. Okay. I, I do like that. And now is this a custom product that he has created? It is. And he's got it patented and everything. So dude, man, that's that seems like a no-brainer. Um, I mean, the only part of it would be like the market. Does the market want this product? Have they used this product? Is there a similar product? That would be my only like my only concern and really just my research that I would go through to kind of validate that. But if the, if the sign was, you know, yes, like check, check box. Yes. Um, that I would go for dude. Like that seems like an incredible opportunity because again, he's like, listen, I don't want to do the marketing stuff. I don't want to build that website thingy and I don't want to do any of that. Right. Like email list. Like, what is that? Like, I just want to either build more of these products or I just want to go fishing. And like, this was just something I did like five years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely hop on that if the num if the numbers or at least the market showed that it would be interested in this. It might even be something too that you throw out there to your audience. Say, hey, I'm thinking about you know I'm thinking about creating this product or having this product be part of my line. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Um, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And kind of getting yeah, that interest. And, um, that's actually one thing I said to him. I asked him, you know, could we 
he sent me them and I'm like, uh, can we do like a tentative agreement? Mm. Um, yes, I'm going to license this from you contingent on you making me like 25 of these and I sell them. Mm. Um, and blasting them out to my list, yep. maybe making some listings on Amazon and, mm-hmm. and things like that and, mm. and just see how it goes. Yeah, because then also you could even do like a beta round for your um, for your community and say, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, before these hit market, I want to get 25 people to test these. Um, so what I'm willing to do is, you know, they're going to sell for X. I'm willing to let them go for this, um, but it's for 25. And here's the deal. You have to send me your results or you have to send me your experience on video. And now what you could have is you could potentially have, even if it's only 50%, you can have 10 or 12 different testimonials about the product being used that they just caught a fish within 10 minutes of using this thing or whatever. Now you've got testimonial built up before you even go to market. For sure. That's you know? a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the idea. The only other question is, is where is this product made? Does he personally make it or can it be, can, can we manufacture it? Like, so that would be the other sticking point. Yeah, so that would be one of the things that I would have to to handle because right now he 3D prints them. Ah, okay. Well, that's easy. Uh, so I think it's that's a little, easy. It's a little on the expensive side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's costing him like $9 a unit or something like mm-hmm. that, and they sell for about 30 35 bucks. Okay. Um, but I think uh, if we got a manufacturer, you'd probably get that price down to $250, 3 bucks Oh, yeah. Units, so. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I... And again, so 3D printing, I mean, like for you to be able to get a product to market quickly without a high, you know, minimum order, like that's also great. For sure. Uh, so I, yeah, I think everything sounds great on that, Todd. I would just, again, I'd want to look at the market, see if, you know, if that potential was there and if it was, then I would latch onto that for sure, yep. you know, and give it a try and then do, do the beta, like, like we said, you know, with the audience and might, you might even want to just do like a little bit of an anticipation wait list. So you can be like, Hey, if you're interested, enter your email address. There's only going to be 25 spots available, but if you jump on the early bird list, I'll let you know before I open it up to the entire community. And then from there, you can kind of tease it out, some pictures, whatever. And then you can say, okay, on whatever, uh, Monday at nine, nine o'clock in the morning AM, I'm going to go ahead and open up the, the, the spots and you could do it just like a product launch you would do in like a digital world. It's the same idea. That's the thing too, Todd. A lot of people don't realize like we're in like the marketing world, the online digital marketing world and all of these product launches that you see like Jeff Walker and all this stuff. It works really, really well in physical products or just in products or markets that aren't in the Internet marketing space Mm -hmm. because people aren't like familiar with it. They don't realize that it's not that you're manipulating. You're just like you're building up anticipation. You're giving proof. You're like, you know, you're, you're letting people in on something before anyone else. It just it hits all these triggers that we're using that was taught in the internet marketing space, but really it can be bridged over into like stuff like this and it can work really, really well. Actually, Dave Manley from um, MMA Bobblehead is using that exact strategy now. He's using behind the scenes of him building this custom bobblehead for a certain fighter and now he's gonna leverage that and build up his following, his email list, but then also sell 100 of them autographed within minutes, right? But he wasn't doing that before. He was actually on to, I'll link up to that, episode. Um, guys, if you want to listen to that, that episode was good as well um, with Dave. Actually, I've got a call with Dave today. I got to do a little bit of an update. He's going to sign another big fighter, he thinks, and we're going to kind of talk through that strategy. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, it was his podcast that uh, really kind of gave me the the push to start creating more of my products publicly. Oh, that's awesome. Bringing people along for the rides. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him know because like I said, I'm going to talk to him this afternoon. And, and anyone that's on here, like that's what it takes. Like I, I wrote a book called the take action effect. It's all about a trigger, a moment that makes you say, you know what? I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to try that. And that could be the thing that continually moves you. And there's so many different ones along the way. But like you said, you listen to that episode and you're like, you know what? I think I should do a little bit more behind the scenes that yep. that could be what differentiates you from everyone else in the market. For right? sure. For sure. And, and like I said, uh, in the fishing market, there's very few people who do the big marketing, mm. uh, like we're talking about here, the yeah. content marketing and stuff like mm. that. There's some that are good at it, but most yeah. of them, you know, they're fishermen who come up with an awesome idea, make an awesome product, but don't necessarily know how to market. Yeah, totally. And that's, again, there's a lot of markets that are like that. You just have to 
understand like what we're talking about brand building here is really like marketing and like understanding psychology. Like it's all of that stuff that plays into it. Once you understand that, that skill set, you build it, you can take that on to whatever else you're working on. Yeah. So I, I love it. Sure. Cool, man. Anything else you wanted to chat on before we wrap up this call? Well, just uh, maybe one uh, one tip for uh, some of the people out there who might be listening to it. I actually shared it yesterday in the mastermind. Um, it's one of my wins from this last month. So when I when I relaunched my fishing rod, I reached out to a bunch of influencers on YouTube, mm-hmm. like maybe thirty or forty of them. Okay, um, some of them were small, like thousand subscribers. Some of them were bigger, like mm-hmm. uh, fifty to hundred thousand. And uh, most of them didn't reply, but I got a few replies from that, a few videos for my product. But what's really awesome is that one of the um, influencers, a smaller one, he's only got a few thousand subscribers, um, but he is friends with um, someone. If you ever watched the, the History Channel oh, yeah. Alone series. Yes. Um, so the season three winner of Alone, uh, Zachary Fowler, he reached out to me and said that guy showed him my rod and he wants to have one to feature on his website or on his YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Um, and then, and he's got like 450,000 subscribers. And then nice. one of his friends who has 800,000 subscribers also wants it. So just that, you know, you put yourself out there uh, for luck to find you. And if you put yourself in the right place, sometimes lightning strikes. So I, I love that. And the one thing I want to highlight there is you didn't just reach out to five, you reached out to 50, right? And also, uh, you know, when you, when you reached out to them, you knew that it was going to be a handful that might say yes. The other thing is, is that you didn't go after just the ones that had 800,000, right? You went after the smaller ones. Cause guys, here's the deal. There's people that are starting like Todd right now that have a thousand or 2000 subscribers on YouTube, but could grow to a hundred thousand. So why not get in early? Why not, why not create that relationship now? And the only thing I would say is maybe they're uh, someone that has a video channel or a YouTube channel and they haven't posted anything in three years. That might be one you might be like, eh, I don't think they're in it anymore. Look at the engagement for sure. Yeah. So that's really cool. One, one little question I have for you that you might be able to, uh, to help people with, what did that outreach look like? What was the email? What did you offer them? How did that look? Sure. So I basically just went to their Facebook or their YouTube, I mean, and tried to find their contact information, Mm -hmm. get their real name so I could dress them by their real name. And then basically just said, Hey, I, uh, seen your YouTube channel. You know, you have good engagement and stuff like that. I've got this product that might be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in me sending you one? You can check it out. And if you like it, do a video on it. If not, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So I kind of left it up to them, kind of left it open. I didn't be like, you have to make a video or anything right, like right. that. Right. Um, just threw it out there. And so how many, uh, how many did you have to send out to people? Um, not too many, you know, I only sent out, uh, maybe five or six of them. Okay. I think six, okay. six fishing rods. Okay. So 50 outreach possibly. And then five you sent out. I think that's great. Yeah. So then that would be the another thing that I would be thinking is like, okay, how do I get someone else to do the outreach for me and continually do 10 a month, right? Yep. And so you get 10 a month, you might land one, you might land, you might land three. And that right there is a strategy all in itself. And then you can hire that out. Um, so that's another little tip there. But, you know, yeah, the thing sure. is, Todd, it's not rocket science here. It's like, it's pretty basic stuff. It's just being consistent, showing up on a regular basis not taking no for an answer, right? It's like, don't, don't, oh, that door is closed. I guess I'm done. I can't go in. Find another door, right? Like, it's just like, find another way to get in. Um, So I just, again, I want to highlight that. And I want to commend you on your take action approach, really. I mean, like, you're not, there's no, it's like you said, you're not ever going to work for someone again. Like, you've already made up your mind there, right? There's going to be, you know, the things that you're doing right now is going to be in the entrepreneurial space. Something along, it might not be exactly what you're doing right now, five years from now, but that's, what's going to get you to where you're going. So I just want to commend you for that. And, uh, and I really appreciate you coming on and being open and honest with all of this stuff. So, um, anything else you wanted to uh, give any last little bits of advice? I know you just gave a nugget there, but we're about ready to wrap up here. We're approaching over an hour. That's how these usually roll though, because I get talking and I get excited. So, um, yeah, anything else? Sure. 
Um, yeah, no, I mean, I love doing these things too. I love helping other people. Um, That's right. You got a YouTube channel too. Why don't you tell people where they can kind of follow along with your journey a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So I have a YouTube channel. It's Entrepreneur Adventure. Um, you can search that on YouTube or go to entrepreneuradventure.com. Um, a lot of it is on the wholesale side, just basically sharing everything that I've learned there, trying to help others. You know, I got help from you and Pat Flynn. And so I'm trying to do the same and I, I get fired up from helping other people as well. So that's uh, cool. definitely something I want to do uh, down the line, but I feel like I need to build my business first. So I have more of a uh, platform to speak off of. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And it's exactly what I did. And um, it's the, the, the funny thing is, is that even though you're, you're doing that, you're still building, right? Like I'll never be the one that just teaches something that I'm not still building, right? I'm always playing. I'm always building. I'm always experimenting. That's what it, to me, that's the fun in it. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, there's really no like, Oh, I made it. I, I made it to the top of the mountain. It's like, you're always trying to find that next mountain. Um, and that's what really drives us. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for you, man. And I will be following up with you though. We'll probably have to do something before we get to Brand Accelerator Live next year because I want a six-month update, I think. And then from there, we can re-steer the ship a little bit maybe, and then we can get you going in that direction. So that way there at Brand Accelerator Live, you can come up there and share exactly what you've done. So anyway, man, I want to thank you so much for coming on here, being open, honest, and sharing this and um, allowing me to do this coaching call with you. I, it was fun. I love doing these. So again, man, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you, and I look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate Scott having me on here and uh, look forward to doing the update in six months here. Oh, yeah. We will be doing that too, by the way, Todd. So you got some work to do. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it. Taking action. All right, man. Thanks so much. All right. You have a good one. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Another great coaching call. I love doing these. I never know where they're going to end up. We don't do a ton of prep work, to be honest with you. And the reason is, is because I want this to be as if you and I were on a coaching call together and we're just kind of digging through and we're kind of discovering things on the fly. Now, the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 738. And the reason why I need to make sure that that's very clear is because anytime I do a coaching call, people say, Scott, I really want to grab the transcripts. I want to grab the show notes. I want to take my own notes. So again, I just want to make sure that you have access to those. And the more of these that I do, I'll probably create a special area for these calls. Um, I do have a special section inside of um, the Take Action Effect little portal. I've got a little learning portal there. So when you grab a copy of the book, there'll be a little link inside there that you can go to. And then there's some free resources in there. And some of those are coaching calls. And then also even some of the podcast episodes that I've done in the past um, and some other resources. So again, another little call to action here for you. If you haven't grabbed the book, you might want to head over to takeactioneffect.com grab a copy, let me know what you think, uh, post a review over there on Amazon, that would be awesome, and I would truly appreciate that. And also, if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast and you want to get more of these coaching calls and more of this content that I'm talking about here in the upcoming year, all about brand building, then definitely, definitely subscribe to this podcast because we're going to keep going here and it's going to get even better. I've got some things that I'm going to be rolling out and I'm super excited about. All right, guys, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Hey guys, one last thing I wanted to throw in here. If you guys are not following me on Instagram right now and you want to get a little bit more of, well, the life of Scott. And you know, it's not that exciting, but I do give some behind the scenes and I do share a little bit more of my personal life and also some of that mindset stuff that I even struggle with on a regular daily basis. So if you're interested in following me over on Instagram, head over to Instagram and just type in at Scott Volker and then I'll pop up, go ahead and follow me. And then what I want you to do is send me a direct message. Let me know a little bit about your journey, where you are right now, maybe how you heard of the podcast. And then what I'll do is I'll send you a personal audio message back directly to you. So this way here, we can say hi in person. So go ahead, head on over to Instagram, follow me. I'll see you soon.